But Charlie's probably, in my opinion, the most popular. Like if like mm. when we go clubbing or we go somewhere, like Charlie's the guy. Mm. Like everyone's like, oh Charlie, let me get a photo with you. And I'm like, I'll take the photo for you, boys. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> oh, you're the photo. <laughs> yeah, I'm the photo dude. Oh, man. I'm no. the photo guy. I'm the photo guy. <laughs> Pre-season would have been shit house. The world's gone mad at the moment. Uh, did rock up in a Mercedes Benz today. And action! Welcome back to another episode of the Rip Through Podcast. It is episode 41, second for the year. It's your boy Mitchy Robbo and Shawnee T. Welcome, mate. What's up, my man? How are we? Good. How are you going? Good, good, good. It's a, uh, well, just so the people know, we're doing this on a uh, Thursday. Yep. Yeah, it's all dropping on a Thursday this week. It's a bit of a different time for us. We're usually the, the Wednesday the Wednesday crew. Yeah, we usually get like the, the, the news in on the day of and then like really break some stuff or yeah. just comment on stuff. But and then yeah. we're Sandra Sally in the yeah. afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we're a little bit late for the late to the to the newsroom, but we're not too bad. Um yeah, so Thursdays are as our rolling day off. So I know you're making some time for for me in the podcast, which I really appreciate, so big shout out to uh, Shawnee T. But um no, we uh we're back again, second episode. We uh have a person lined up on the phone call this in this episode but he might not answer because you know that's it is what it is he's a busy man but we have seen the list for 2021 we have i've i did put this up um i've sent it to you actually mm. um and there's a few big names in there i'm not gonna lie a couple of tennis stars nrl players afl players there's a, there's a few XNBL in there that i'm players. thinking geez i hope this doesn't cost me any money because no nah, we've got no money in the kitty regardless so that's that's not the point this is all about um friendship and what i've built over my past career but um but some big names big names but i'm excited because we get a new microphone and this episode is brought to you by Shure Microphones, by the way, Jans, PTY today. They're providing these bad boys, the Shure SM7B. So if anyone's out there doing a podcast, starting one up, um, this is the way to go. These sound crisp. So uh, shout out to those guys. They're sending another one, which arrives next week, and we'll be doing it with a guest from then on. So that's how we roll, baby. Absolutely. And we're back in the house. Yeah, we're, we're back in the house. Back shout out to the, in the house, house in the little studio here, the church by Sundays and podcast area by the rest of it. So... Shout out to uh, those boys that are let us back in here again. Um, this is a pretty nice background. I don't know it looks cr- looks really good on the on the YouTube last week. Well, when, when you watch us on YouTube and Facebook yep. and Instagram later, you'll think we're on Kanye West's uh, yeah, bit of gospel, bit of gospel stuff. Oh, but yeah, geez. we um we we're ready to go. We're ready for a big twenty twenty one, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited for these things to come. Absolutely, and I, I saw you blow up social media actually earlier <laughs> no. today. I, I, I needed to ask well, some, some of the uh, some of the people actually wanted to know how your boxing career is going. <laughs> to be honest, I had no idea what they were talking about oh, until, I, until I took out Instagram and and saw what was going yeah, on. So, yeah, so let yeah. us know you, you you're blowing up at the minute. <laughs> I'm blown up at all. Everyone's just dumb. Like it's so like this is a social media for you. So. We're doing like for fitness, cardio stuff. We're doing boxing. Like there's about 20 of us in the group and we're doing like the pad work, obviously, um, the bag work in pairs. And then we do like a little bit of light sparring on the body shots. So I think Rosie put it up, the, the boxing coach, and he put it up on his socials and I re-did it, restoried it on mine. And then um, some social media people put it on theirs and then it, I'll bring it up. And then I went from there and the comments on there are just so just... I don't know how to explain how like stupid some people are in this world. Like this, this is like our version of mean tweets from uh, the uh, pretty the much. I read a, I read a few of them out for. I give them. I give them a bit of daytime. So um, the highlights club AU. Uh, the shout out for you guys. I don't know who you are, but Cam and Mitchie were going at it. Um, some of the comments. Uh, Dill Shields couldn't knock the fluff of a cappuccino. I think I know that guy. Um, uh, Jont says, ah, oh, he reckons he can punch on with Maynard. Well, yeah, if you want to hook that up, that's fine. If you want to do it for charity, I'm all for that. Well, we, we might set that up. There I'll is an All-Stars fight night coming up. So is there really? Yeah. They might, might have to do it at the end of the season because you don't want to be getting knocked out before <laughs> the season starts. Um, 
There's what else is there? This bloke kidding himself, stick to footy ladies. Uh, what the fuck is this person going so slow for? Um, and then it's from Illyrian. And this bloke is running his mouth about Lynch. Well, there you go. So for everyone out there that sees that, obviously we're not going to be punching the shit out of each other. Um, so, so was it just body shots? It's just body shots. That's yeah. all you can do. So like you're not going to oh. be going health leather. Like you're just going for a little target. At, like, and you can just block it up like this. If you're watching YouTube, you can block it up like that. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone calm the F down. Like it's, yeah. Well, I had a good <laughs> laugh. I, I wanted to text you straight away when I saw it, but thought, well, geez, I better not. Um, I better not. I better wait till uh, yeah, I, I save it for the it. podcast. But uh, tell you what, your technique looks pretty good. I mean, <laughs> my, my man Michael Zarafa might be able to come and give you some uh, mm. some lessons before he hits up uh, Anthony Mundine in a couple of weeks. Are they going to fight each other? No. Yeah, yeah locked no. in. No. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know whether I'm. Letting you the might be breaking the, some news here, man. I don't think I am. I'm pretty I sure it's out that. there. But yeah, no. So he's told me that's. Mundine, what are you doing, bro? Come I know, on. I know. It's, it, it, it might not. It, it won't go past the first round, you'd think. But on that, you, you, did you see the Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight? Did you mm. see that? Mm. So I'll be. I'll watch a little bit of. Um, shout out to this guy. He doesn't miss the episode. Brendan Shaw. But he has a. Uh, I think it's Food Truck Diaries, and mm. they got. Um, Mike Tyson on there and he was just talking about like boxing is a business now and it's really good to get these YouTubers on there who are boxing like the Logan brothers and stuff who are doing all that boxing to bring the youth through because like obviously UFC has got you know probably the range of the young guys coming through that want to watch that because it's a little bit different sport but these are YouTube with the Logan brothers and KSI whatever his name is from England like mm. those guys doing the boxing stuff are really like starting to put it back on the map where Nate Robinson Nate Robinson he got slept that was <laughs> I didn't lose the respect for him because, like, big, big respect oh, getting into the ring and shit. But that's yeah. just, it, it couldn't go any worse. You can't Could play it? boxing. It, it couldn't go any worse for him. Mm. So obviously he copped it a fair bit on the social media. He's a bit of a meme now, but um, yeah, I reckon it's pretty cool. I'd love to get involved in something like that when I finish up footy. And a little bit jealous that the rugby boys can do it. I think the NRL is mm. built a little bit different than the AFL, but it'd be cool to do is like a little charity fight or something for someone. So if you got any ideas who I should uh, try and <laughs> try and fight. Well, well, but it is interesting because you had people like Paul Gallon that were doing it while he they were playing. Does, but he's good though, man. Actually, and yeah. Barry Hall, obviously, like his first pro mm. fight was against him, and that was very, mm. very good to watch. So, um, I think it might be something down the track. But yeah, hundred percent. Now, now show us. Show, you got some kicks, Ooh. so geez, you've, you're pretty keen to take him out of the bag to show me. I so did, I did. Th this is the future, right? Is this yeah, these are the futures. So, I think this is Neymar's boot. So Neymar Junior came over to Puma. We've got a few big names on Puma now. So I've done, I've done my recruiting. Shout mm -hmm. out to Brad and Sean from Puma. Um, I'm getting commissioned for this. So uh, we got over Lockie Neal, running Brownlow medalist. Ooh, so he's what? He switched over to... He's come over. So okay. think, get this. So I'm pretty sure X-Players has gone bankrupt. And uh, Yeah, they have. So Jimmy Bartell Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Bartell yeah. was, I don't know if he was CEO or owned it or just partnership, mm. whatever. So I think he just like did mm. his thing and then got out. Um, so we had like Richie, you had Big O on there, you had Lockie Neal, who was like the three main guys from our club, and they've all just come over to Puma besides Big O's going to Asics. But um, it's just funny how like you think like if you, if you win a Brownlow, this, this, we can talk about this, because like in America, say if you win the MVP, like mm. like um, Mahomes did in NFL. Yes, yes. Whatever boots he's wearing, surely that's a huge like thing for them. Mm. They're going to be selling plenty of product with him on it. How can he not monetize or market Lockie Neal like at the moment? On the back of that, on the back mm. of the Brownlow. Yeah, it, I mean it's an interesting one though because he's not he's not um, he's not in the media a lot. Like yeah, that. yeah, true. So you know, but, but I mean, great. But, I mean, when he joined us, I was he's sitting, elite. I was sitting back on this this guy can talk. He's amazing. He's elite. He's actually very very good at like public speaking and the interviews mm. he does and stuff. But I just don't understand how they they've gone under. Well, obviously because mm. like I'm going to speak on behalf of Puma and myself. <laughs> oh, just killing the game. The, the right boosts now. are elite. Like they're at the top of the top of the list. So. Mm. Um, I was just thinking, like, I don't know how, how you can't market that bloke. Um, but, yeah, as he's come over to the Puma side, and 
was just saying we had a we, have a, we had a conversation within our group like who who's probably like the biggest dog in Puma at our club, mm. and so I'll run you through the names. So there's me. So we'll put a poll up mm. probably after this. There's me, um, Lockie Neal, Dan Rich now, Charlie Cameron obviously. Mm. Um, I'm missing someone in there. Maybe a couple of others I can't remember. But like, who's going to sell the most boots? Like. I don't think anyone sells boots in AFL. Do, do kids come up and go like, oh, I want to wear those boots? I don't, I don't think like Buddy or Gary or someone like that yeah. could sell boots. Well, obviously, like I know Gary's been uh, obviously with Nike for a yeah, number yeah, of yeah. years. Um, and, and they look after him handsomely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, I know that uh, you know, the Australian market is very different too though yeah. because, you know, if you're a rugby league player or an AFL player, the boots are very similar you know, exactly as you're coming up. Yeah, right. Exactly so same. They're all soccer boots. These are yeah. Neymar Junior's boots and we're probably going to be wearing them. So yeah, so I mean... It is a, it's an interesting space. I mean, I've always looked at brands like Filler and Reebok yeah, yeah. and Under Armour going, are they going to make a strong play? As Puma have done in the last yeah, few yeah, years yeah. in the Australian marketplace. But um, I'll tell you what, of those guys that you've named, I reckon, I don't know who's the big dog, but I reckon you'd do your best to try and sell as many shoes as anyone else. Well, the, I was, uh, I was so, I was, so Charlie's probably like, social media wise, I've probably got the most followers out of them guys. Mm. But Charlie's probably, in my opinion, the most popular. Like if, like mm. when we go clubbing or we go somewhere, like Charlie's the guy. Mm. Like everyone's like, oh Charlie, let me get a photo with you. And I'm like, I'll take the photo for you boys. Yeah. yeah. But. <laughs> oh, you're the photo guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the photo dude, oh, man. I'm no. the photo guy. I'm the photo guy. <laughs> I've been there a couple of times in my life, but. This is funny, like, I just don't see, like, players selling boots or, like, stuff like that mm. or merch. But, well, um, well, well we, we actually I, – I, um, I don't think Gary will mind, but we, we, we've explored, you know, that possibility of, yeah. of personalised merch. But it's just – like, it is difficult. Like, and, and to be honest, like, when you've got such a valued brand partnership in Puma or Nike or, or these brands, like, yeah. it is um, – you know, it is – I think in our market, it's just so different. Like, you yeah. want to be able to value those partnerships and bring them to life. Yeah. But, and I've been um, with everyone, man. I've been, so I started out my career – year one, I went to – like the Blues were with uh, Nike. They had a, like, mm. a long partnership with them. Now the Puma. Mm. But I, I went to Adidas. They look after me like really nice. Like I took my, my parents in. We like decked them out in Adidas gear and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But the boots were just too tight. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't wear the boots in games and that. Mm. Um, and then I went back to Nike. I had the tempos for like that long. Um, and then went, I had like a they're foot fracture. They're too, really good. Yeah. They're really good boots. And then went and then had a foot fracture. So I went to Asics, mm. um, which is like the snooze. Like we call them snoozers, like because they're such big boots. Like you can fall asleep using them. Like they're mm. usually like the tall Dow defenders, like Harris Andrews. Now we've got Big Owen and Big, um, Oscar McInerney who wears them. Like, yep. And I think Sandlands is like those kind of people would wear those boots. Maybe yep. Tex Walker, like the, the bigger boys usually. Yeah. Um, so I went with them. Uh, and I th then I was with that was it. Now I'm a Puma, and I've never looked back. I love these boots, and like oh, I want to be a rep for them one day. Like work for Puma. That's, yeah. how, that's how much I love them. <laughs> they make me feel like a, like a god when I go there. Like get like the nice car when I go to Melbourne and take me to the shoot and bring it mm. back. Like it's just they do everything so well. But yeah, Puma are like on top of the game at the moment. I reckon, and I think everyone's starting to like because Nike got out of the market. They mm. like they cut a lot of people like last few years mm. from from um, their sponsorship deals. So. But, I don't know. But have you seen that they've just announced a partnership with the Sydney Swans and Collingwood? Who? Nike? Yeah, yeah. So I did not know that. They're, they're the new apparel partner for, for the Sydney Swans what? and Collingwood. 100%, yeah. Sydney Swans and Collingwood. Collingwood yeah. makes sense. Who have they been the whole time? Oh, they uh, had that on that, that, they had their own brand, didn't they? Oh, they did too, yeah. Athletic? Athletic. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. not athletic. It was, it was athletic. something like athletic. that. Yeah. yeah, so they had, the, I think they went out and started their own thing. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well, that's huge. Like Collingwood's obviously a mm. mainstream club who. That's a lot of money gone into them to yeah. be on their, their jerseys or whatever. It's an interesting space though for for, for these apparel yeah. brands. I tell you, like I, as you said, you know, you've got someone like like Lockie Neal who's coming.
coming over that had an outstanding year last year. Yeah. You would expect that there's going to be a lot of marketing opportunities for these guys, you know, coming through the ranks. That's why, um, that's why I'm going to be a manager because they keep asking me to get these deals done for them. Like, I got lucky the deal. I got Richie so you, back you, on board. You have to oh, we got Zorko. We got Zorko as well. Okay, all right. Zorko okay. was the other guy that was at um, x Play, So we got him as well. So, so surely there's a finder's fee or something coming. <laughs> no, nah, it's just good faith. I just keep giving oh. me some free stuff every now and then. That's all I want. Just a couple of pair of shoes and stuff. Well, look at these. I'll take them off my own foot. <laughs> Bang. Freshies, these are Damn. my favourite shoes ever. Damn, they're looking sharp right now. I tell you what, they're uh, they're, they're kicking on. Yeah, they're kicking mark. on. But no, that's. I just thought that was something cool to talk about, like the landscape of like sponsorship deals. Like, mm. obviously, like um, I'm, I don't know exact figures, but I think like Charlie Zorko, oh, but Charlie and Neil would be on like the most money, obviously from our club. So we're, we're laughing around in that regards, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just shout out to Puma. Sorry about that. Uh, oh no, 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 mate! They're they're killing it right now, and these futures are looking pretty sharp. I'll tell you what, you you want to kick some goals in them, though. I reckon by the time you, you <laughs> that's you what I said. On. I probably won't wear that. I'll wear the Kings, but I'm just saying you want to get a touch on these things, eh? Oh, I'll tell you what. But that. I was going to say, do you reckon any AFL player could get their own shoe? I, Never been done I, that I know of. I um I the answer that I, I don't I don't think so. I reckon one player could right now. Yeah, I still don't think he could. You don't reckon? No, I don't think he could. Um, Dusty Martin? I don't think he could. Um, Bullshit, man. I, I don't, I I, like, like, we're talking a signature line yeah. with, uh, he's, within a he's brand a bit of a boot, or, boot. Or, or your own... No, label. he's like own shoe within the company. Oh, okay. I, I, I like, don't think so. I don't think so. I reckon um, if anyone's going to do it, like he, he always rotates from Puma to Nike and back mm. and forth. I don't think he actually he's got to deal with anyone. He, 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 as of right now, he doesn't. Yeah. No, so, so he, 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 he like him, Rihanna, a couple other people, like are the only ones mm. that ever have like a max, like a multi-year deal with him. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. The, the, the only way, to be honest, the only way that I think it can happen is if a player is prepared to sign with filler or just a, a random company that's coming that, up that that, that, like that isn't actually yeah that isn't actually um, established a leading or like established and as part of that mm-hmm. relationship yeah. you're getting you know that signature line oh, i think that's the way that i would be doing it yeah but then you got to like mm. do you like, like there's a, a new balance in Kawhi leonard right yeah, okay, now yeah, yeah. Who, who which nba player was prepared to sign with new balance no one until Kawhi that, Leonard came five in. or six now, right? And, and now they've got a couple. And, yeah. and part of that was obviously giving him his own line. Now, he was going to get that anywhere, but that was part of the deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, like do, do people buy... Like, they're going to buy his stuff too, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, I, I think The core, so. the big hands. But, 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 but do, you, do, you, do you think? Do you I, think? I just think, like, there'd be one or two players, like him and Buddy in his prime, I mm. think, would probably the other two players that I could... And maybe yeah. Ablett when he was, like, winning Brownlands. So yeah, yeah. He was doing very good. But I don't know, man. Like, I just think... If I was gonna do it, maybe start with apparel and then go mm. up, like go to a boot and all runners or something like that. Because obviously Bonds threw mm. some yeah. damn money at that guy. So yeah, I, I, look, it's a very interesting debate. I, I've I've often thought about it yeah. um, about whether someone could do it. I just I just don't think our market is is prepared for it. Yeah, um, because at the end of the day, you know the. The, the players, you know, I think still want to wear Puma, Nike, Adidas, yeah. um, Asics. Asics is, as you know, behind the scenes, very popular. Asics is like a netballer. They love their league and rugby. Mm. They don't do deals for any of AFL players. I mm. think <laughs> I think Callum Sinclair is a face of uh, uh, Asics with Joel Selwood. Because mm. we, we, we saw the ads and stuff of Cal Sinclair. From Joel Sydney is Swans. with Asics. Yeah, so Joel, I think Joel's the big dog. Maybe Tex Walker and mm. maybe someone else. But that's like, that's the... Th- that's the people who like they don't really give out that bigger deals to people. Yeah, like, from my experience, you know, you know, Brisbane Lions probably not the best marketable place up here, but it's starting to get that way now. But yeah, other than that, I think that's you know the three guys. So before we jump into to, to some of the other talking points, who would you say right now is the leading faces for Puma? Leading face of Puma, uh, Scott Pendlebury. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Pendles. Yeah. 
because Dugowie was kind of seen as the guy that I think yep. from, from the outs from a fan's yep. perspective, it kind of looked like Puma was really starting to sort yeah. of get behind Dugowie. Yeah. But it looks like there's, that's there's off. Jeremy Howe, Dugowie, him, um, maybe I think Trello's out of Essex. But there's like the three big guys there. There's usually mm. like three or four big guys at every club, and I think like um, Adam Saad, um, one of those other blokes has gone to Colton with um, Zach Williams. Mm. Those guys are going to be like their face down there. So. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I reckon Pendles is probably the biggest dog there. Now, like a Neil, like, to be honest, but... Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, and as you said, now... now and your boy, a, Mitch Robinson! A, well, well, I would say, I would say, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up here, but I reckon, I reckon, from a, from a, from a humour perspective, I reckon <laughs> you'd be among their most favourite, because, geez, you do a pretty good job for them. I do a lot of sucking up, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do a lot of kiss-assing. But... They are my mates though, so shout out to Brad and Sean who look after that department. You guys are the best. Definitely. Now, you mentioned his name before, but I, I saw an article with Adam Trelaw during the week, which I thought was quite interesting. I think you might have actually come across this one as well, but it was done through um, actually the, the Brian uh, uh, Cook show. Shout um, out to Cookie too, because he's yeah. actually a very good bloke. And mm. um, he started out a long time ago and he's, he's starting to get the reap for his awards. I've, I've spoken to him about doing a podcast mm. before we started. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was talking to him about it because I actually really enjoy um, his spin on things. Things, even though he mm. sucks at footy, I don't yeah. know if you can. I'm seeing that footage of him trying to kick a goal on the goal line. <laughs> if he's listening, Cookie, that was terrible. Um, but he also, his son's cool as hell, and he's like the youngest sports journalist going around. He's like 14 years of age, gotcha. loves his basketball, man. Like, yeah, pretty sure they're Clippers fans. So, anyway, I just thought I'd give a shout out to him before you get on to your question. Well, well, mate, he, he had a great interview with, with um, well, there you go, with uh, Adam. Oh, he's. No, no, I think he started his own. So he yeah, it's uh, a Brian Cook left, show. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's um Terrible he's left FM and <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's, oh, he's not there anymore. I, I don't think he is. Oh. I, I could be wrong, but um, certainly has. You know, he's he on, has. obviously his own podcast, and you know, to have Adam talk about, um, I suppose obviously what happened over the the, the the trade period, and I thought it was interesting because there was a there was a line in there which Adam sort of spoke about, obviously being open about his mental health struggles with the Collingwood Football, Collingwood Football Club, and and feeling as though that could potentially. Well, from his words, potentially played a role in, in his exit. Now, what, what did you what did you make of that? Do you think there's something in that? It's um, it's it's a touchy subject because I don't know exactly what goes on behind closed doors. And when I talk about things, I like kind of want to have an insight or a player's perspective on this. Um, and I think as a community, especially the footy community, we've kind of not led the way, but we've really been open and honest about how we're feeling behind the scenes and you know, social media trolls and bullying and everyone having a different effect on them throughout their careers. He could be playing well. You know, I think he, they might have had a bit of a tough patch. He might have had a tough patch there during the year, especially towards the end when um, his partner, Kimmy Rav, wanted to come back to Brisbane to play um, netball again up here for the Firebirds. So mm. um, they were pretty open and honest about that. And that's what I was a little bit pissed off when I saw that that, that could have played a part in the reason why he went. But mm. from what I, from my understandings um, and just from what reading in the paper, I know nothing's... 100% when he's in there, but um, it was more about uh, the, the salary cap and the need to make a lot of like money to mm. make room for the players going forward. So and and we didn't know what was going to happen with the with the the list sizes and stuff. Yeah. So that was originally going from 47, 48 down to 37 in some of the AFLPA talks. So we didn't really know what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, a lot of players were kind of umming and what's what's going to ha- happen with like contracts. You're going to get paid at the front or you get paid after you finish playing footy. Like mm. it's so COVID's throwing a lot of spanners in the works, and to hear that it's kind of backflipped around that he's you know being used against him type things not great. But as I said, I don't want to touch on. Um, that part of the, you know, the footy club and what's going on there. But I hope not because a lot, a lot of the players are starting to um, bring to light the, you know, the struggles of being an AFL footballer or a professional athlete in general. And 
you know, it's not not a bad thing if you're open and honest about your struggles and where you're coming from. So I might have to actually listen to that podcast because I'd love to hear um, his side of the story and, and, and how it all went down. But from the outside looking in, I thought it was about salary cap issues and um, going forward from there. But um, I know, I know, I know he's, he struggled a little bit and I'd be, I'd be pretty hard. I'd feel pretty, you know, I'd feel pretty, I'd be in a bad spot if like my partner left with, you know, the kid or how that goes around mm. and, you know, he's still trying to work down here. So I did send him a message in the off season. I don't think he replied, so. Yeah, well, I, I, despite how everything happened, I'm so pumped for him to be at the Western Bulldogs. Because yeah. everything here. field is stacked. Oh, they're man. stacked and everything. I, I've spoken to a number of people about Adam and, and um, you know, obviously heard so many amazing things about him. And apparently he's just a ripping bloke. Yeah. From well, everyone yeah. you speak to. We've got so. the same management group. So mm. um, Nat Island and Timmy Hazel, they like they work closely with him. They reckon he's a legend. So yeah. um, hopefully like he can – it's a similar situation. I've been in a similar situation when I got the ask from Colton that – you know, I had a real big point to prove, a chip on my shoulder. I had a mm. lot of people to prove wrong. I think you might see the best Adam Trelaw this year when he, plays, oh. when he plays for the Western Bulldogs. Um, he's got a lot of, lot of stuff to prove down there. And um, that's when some, when your back's against the wall in that situation, I think some people flourish, and I think he's one of them. Absolutely. No, I've, uh, I've got potentially a project later this year, so I'm looking forward to hopefully Well, excuse me. Yeah, that's hopefully, what, fingers crossed. Well, you're the new Amazon, are you? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. Oh, well, we're talking about that. I'll tell <laughs> you what. Uh, the, the Amazon project is starting to get flogged a bit. Uh, I saw the trailer. Yeah, so, yeah. so for the people listening, um, all those thousands and hundreds of thousand people, listening right now talk to us about what the trailer or what the amazon the amazon stories are about and i think you know a few people that are involved in it um mm. i'm looking forward to i seen the trailer it looks pretty crazy we, uh, i think we see um so we see eddie betts in there we see Stuart jew in there stephen coniglio stephen coniglio and he went through a lot last year being mm. dropped yep. um i saw him tearing up in the trailer so mm. I, I dare say it goes behind the scenes with him and you get to see another side to afl players when you know is he skipper yeah, yep. A yep. skipper being dropped is unheard yeah, of. Yeah. So that's a pretty big insult for them. That's, they couldn't have a better time for Amazon, to mm. be honest. Oh, tell you what. Um, that, that would have been incredible to film that week. Just that, even seeing that in you mm. as a player, when you see that, you're like, damn, mm. that's, a, that's a big thing to happen. Um, and he came back and played well. So, mm. you know, some, some players need to kick up the bum to get going. I think that might have been for him. But yeah, uh, who else is in it? Uh, Nick, Nick uh, Nat Newey. Um, oh damn! So oh, I did see that when um, Riley O'Brien yeah. seen that uh, put that shit on Twitter. Uh, yes. That'd be pretty funny yeah. for him to see his reaction about it. Um, oh. And when he gave him the phone after the oh, game, it was pretty just baller. Gone. Oh man! So that's actually gonna be pretty cool. Mm. No affiliation with Amazon. Don't really mm. care about them. But I reckon that's um, if they want to do like a behind the scenes thing for a podcaster, AFL player, professional mm. gamer, Lynn. Jeez. Come on, man. Our, our door at the house is always open. I'll tell you what, we, we yeah. would love to have Amazon come in and follow us. But uh, when's that, do you know when that starts or anything like that? I think it's not too far away, is it? It's not too far away. And it's yeah. obviously going to be dropping on Amazon Prime. It's It's been produced by uh, Eddie Maguire's Jam TV media company. Oh, so, damn, um, girl. You know, so that's that's uh, that's a good one to get. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it will air in 244 countries. So I'll tell I you what, talk about... I that many, to be t- t- Talking about <laughs> our... Uh, yeah, there's more, there, there's more than a couple. Uh, but I'll tell you what there's um there's there's going to be an amazing opportunity for the afl to, to gain exposure into yeah. the international market yeah. so I, i'm looking forward to seeing it i think it's gonna be fantastic on that um for all the gamers out there uh, i'm obviously a call of duty enthusiast um shout out to blizzard entertainment and all those guys who run that um i was playing with a guy called face you wouldn't understand what i'm talking about now but i'll, I'll talk yeah. on my own behalf i was playing with a guy called phase tampa they're a big company so phase are like a, a gaming organization but they have all the all the They've got the coolest element to them. So they've got like Ben Simmons. They've got all those rappers and stuff. That oh, are yeah. like they, they had, um, who's recently, I think, oh, I can't really drop this name because they told me on the side, but 
Uh, no, I can't say that. Okay. But like, it's like a, it's, it's, just, it's like a cool company. Like the culture shift, they got all like the, the mm. swag and all that stuff. Like mm. the best gamers in the in the world and stuff on their team. Yeah. Um, I was playing with the the person who started that company called Phase Tampa, Tommy. Um, and it was just an amazing experience to be able to play with someone over there and do all that mm. stuff. But yeah, I just thought I'd give a shout out to those guys. So that was actually really fun. I forgot where I was going with it, but <laughs> I, was, I was really excited. I was really excited to play with them. Well, I tell you what, we, we can't wait to see this documentary. I mean, if yeah. it's anything like the test that we obviously saw from the uh, yes, from, from Australian cricket, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, that 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 was extraordinary. So yeah. look, it, it will be interesting. But w- one thing that I did see that I was super keen to, to get your thoughts on because obviously it is fresh. We're in Brisbane. The uh, the Brisbane test was obviously just done, um, but uh, Tex Walks it came out to, to bat for Tim Payne. Yeah, um, and he. he he, uh, he he was pretty clear in his message. I mean, he didn't he didn't uh, you know started too much in in the way of his tweet by mm. by sort of saying that it's typical of Australians. In his words, not yeah, ours. You but, read this out but, for us. Um, yeah, but but his tweet was uh, that I wish I could say I'm shocked by the comments about Tim Payne, but I'm not. Uh, typical Australians like to slam our own. This bloke, uh, through hard work, has got our cricket team back to being a respectable outfit. Yes, we lost a series, but stand by him and, and back him in the end. So that was Tex Walker uh, putting out that tweet in defence of Tim Payne, who um, I suppose, you know, obviously on the back of the, the performance that, that he, uh, India was superb on that last day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought it was quite interesting to see, you know, an AFL player go into bat like that because, um, you know, as we know, Tex has obviously uh, got his views about the media and, yep. and, and, and what have you. outspoken about He's, he's very outspoken. He's, he's been, uh, in the past, very vocal. But I thought it was quite interesting. I reckon from a player's perspective, I know you would have saw that tweet as well. Yeah, I did see that tweet. And I was actually pretty, I'll say, rap with it. I was like, thankfully, like, someone's come out. And I didn't expect it from him to say it. But when I saw the tweet, I was like, that's, that's pretty that's pretty nice of him to say that. Um, and he'd understand, like, he's been through the highs and lows. And the thing with, like, athletes and people in the public eye, we are the first to, like, jump on the bandwagon, like, pump up everyone, like... Obviously, we went through the Santushi issue. Um, that was mm. obviously like the massive like social media just grilled Australians. I was so mm. disappointed in them and all that kind of stuff. And then, then when Tim Payne comes in, takes over and like puts us back, you know, top top two in the world back on the cricket scene. Everyone, media, the ex ex cricketers, everyone was like praising them up. Everything mm. like you, you, the highest of the highs. Like that's what they were. Like mm. he 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 would have like the biggest deals in the country right now. Like he's he's the face of cricket and mm. he's one of the most recognisable guys in in, in uh, as an athlete in Australia. So he was riding the highs, and then this test happened, and then all of a sudden, flick flick of the fingers, they lose against a team who had a lot of grit determination. Like it was one player who was batted for like two hundred balls or something without mm. making many runs. Like everything was against. Uh, India and they came away with a win so we shouldn't focus on how bad Australia were if, mm. like, I'm not a massive cricket fan I don't really give a shit about cricket anymore but I did did watch it because you know the Tassie boys you got Timmy Payne and you got mm. Matty Wade in there your boy Matty Wade even in, the, even in our boys chat um, mm. in the Lions boys chat they were getting into him and I was like now come on guys like back up let's, let's, yeah. let's have a little talk about this but I, I just find it funny how like ex-players and I know you know Warning Simons and stuff um, we're having a go um, Lamb Shanks and those guys at the crease like mucking around and having a bit of fun um, but the, uh, people are just so quick to forget about like antics and stuff and what they used to do when they played and the same happens with footy commentators and past players from other co's like mm. once you get it in the eye of the media you can just they just forget where they've come from and I've seen this I've seen people talk about it all the time but it's mm. just it's sad and it's, uh, it's frustrating and I'm sure those guys will be you know, hiding under a rock for a little bit just to, you know, switch off from cricket. And, um, you know, they haven't lost to the Gabba in like 40-odd years and that's a big one for them too. And 
They didn't have Rat Coley there. So, that, you know, it's mm. just like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for Australia. And, um, yeah, it's just what, what, when Tech said that, I was like, man, good shit. Good shit, yeah. I appreciate that. It's like shit. They, they didn't go out to lose. <laughs> no, it's like a playing. We don't go out to like lose a game of football. Like we might have a stinker, mm. move on to the next one. Unfortunately for them, it's a test, and they got like a few of those, and they don't probably play again for a while. So mm. everyone just forgets like what what they've done, how much good they've done to get some respect back. Like previous mm. to this test, like they've busted their ass. Um, and you saw you touched on that little documentary they had. Mm. Like that behind the scenes, like you see mm. their people. They've like hurt. They have feelings. Like. Mm. Oh man, I just you just wish they could just meet a few of those people that talk sh- like. Um. Yeah, oh, I think we've also got to be really careful, and this is in, in particular for, for 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 our game that obviously that we cover as well. But when you when you ask for behind the scenes access, stump mics, yeah. you know, on field access, audio, you can't attack players who who then slip up and may say things that are caught on you know, yeah, yeah. through through those audio mics because we're wanting that access. You know, we wanting that we, we want to to see that behind the scenes element and and I think we've got to be really careful as well. You yeah, know, when yeah. we're attacking people when they're found in those situations. Yeah, and obviously, well, Payne to come out and apologise for that stuff. So if he thought that was over the line, across the line, then he you know that's on him. Mm. Um, when 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 you're in the heat of the battle, like things get said, especially on field, like. Now the umpires are mic'd up. You can't say a thing. There's that many mm. cameras. You can't like give you little people love taps and stuff. Everything's changing. It's like the game, like a bit of banter's. I don't. I don't mind a banter at all. Like this, yeah. you, you, I miss that in the footy. Like you can't really have a go at anyone anymore because everything's everyone's so sensitive about stuff. It's just really frustrating. But the the thing that gets me is when it's online and, and you're just doing it behind a computer or a mic. Like you can't. There's no ramification for that. You you can't retaliate or mm. whatever. Um, that's what really annoys me. But I, 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 when I saw what Payne was saying, um, I don't think it warranted an apology. You just thought, like, you know, you had to really make up for it. I think he dropped a couple of catches, made it look worse. But I just think, yeah, yeah, just take it easy on those guys. Like, they've been through a hell of a last few years. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm 100% they'll bounce back and win the next ones. Yeah, I, I remember when uh, Tim Payne actually came back into the test team. He came um, and talked to us boys at the oh, club one time. Fag, yeah. Fag's got him in. Yeah, and absolutely. And his, his speech was amazing. Yeah, amazing. I mean, he, he is one of the um, – he's just one of the more interesting uh, stories in, yeah. in Australian sport because of the journey he took. You know, yeah. he was out of the team for, for seven years because of injuries and then managed to find himself back in the team. And then obviously everything that happened in – um, South Africa, yeah, he, yeah. He, he came away and and was was given the captaincy during a time when cricket probably was no on one, its knees, man. Like, no who one wanted, wanted that job. job eh? Who like, wanted that no job? One wanted you know that what I mean, job. like, and, and he stepped up and and you know, if you look at his tenure as captain, like he's done an amazing job. 100%. Like, yeah, he's had a bad series, but guess what? You know, a lot of the players in in the team would be putting their hands up saying yeah, they, yeah. they didn't perform to the best of their yeah. abilities as well. Like, and none of them made any excuses about it. Like, yeah, we played, no. we didn't play to the best of our ability, played a bit shit. Like, we move on from, mm. we'll go to the next one. Um, yeah. Man, it's just crazy for some people. And and Tim's a very good bloke. Lord our boy as myself, him, Matty Wade, all from the same area, us mm. three. Um so shout out to shout out to Payne and his partner Bonnie and the, you know, beautiful family and Wade and those guys. So I know they'll uh, use it as uh, ammo and they'll come back in next test. So whoever are playing next, I don't follow, but whoever are playing next, look out. So yeah, for that. Absolutely. Now, we did see some good news, mate. I love the fact that, you know, fo- football has so many amazing faces and so many amazing personalities and we often find that the people are in the industry that that go out of the industry and come back and and through through no fault of their own in particular we saw the summer people having to, to lose their jobs um, because of covid cuts and what have yeah, you yeah. but i did love seeing that uh, uh craig uh no sorry um oh geez uh, name escapes me now that i've uh, mentioned him craig lambert 
um, has actually got an AFL lifeline to come back into. I just saw that. What is it? Yeah, so he's he's uh, accepted a part time development role back at GWS. So okay, yeah. Um, you know, amazing to, to see him back in the fold. Obviously, we understood the the circumstances that saw him uh, suspended for six months. But yep. um, you know, I think it's fantastic to be able to see guys like that who have given so much to the game getting another opportunity. And he was actually at Brisbane. Um, I was about to say, yeah. I, I speak very highly of Lambo. He's yeah. uh, well, he was one of the welfare managers when I got here with his lovely pa- his lovely wife and his, you know his kids were always around the club. And stuff so we've got that connection with him obviously played mm-hmm. here uh, for a long time so that's huge for him he, he probably with with the sex, sex with the six month suspension it was probably him doing his job too well to his knowledge like he's and mm. he looks after players that much so you might have crossed the line with that but he is one of the best blokes you'll meet um so very very happy that he's got a, uh, another role back to the club um he shines and i think GW, gws need him back there you know he's one of the one of the guys you can turn to when you know you're struggling with footy um, and outside matters is a really good voice to have a and very good ears that you, can, you know you have listened mm. to, then give you good opinions and stuff. So, no, nah, good shit. What on Lambo? I'm happy to see that. Um, oh, amazing! Expe- it, so yeah. I, didn't, I saw the photo before. I didn't. I didn't read the caption though. So that's that's pretty mm. cool. And again, like there's just been so many changes. I mean, you would have experienced a lot of it, yeah. At the football clubs, at with our the club amount specifically, of, as yeah, well. just with the amount of cuts of spending. And you mentioned before that players came into to the off season a little bit concerned about what yeah. the sizes were going to be yeah. and, and about uh, player payments and everything else that came forward. Like, can you give us an insight into how stressful that was? Because I mean, we just spoke about someone who's managed to find themselves back in the industry when a lot of people have just been let go. But yep. um, you know, what what was that period like for a lot of the players around the clubs who you know, although they may have had contracts for twenty twenty one and beyond, yeah. um, like yourself, weren't necessarily too sure what those contracts were going to look like. Yeah, it was more so along the lines of the blokes that didn't have a contract that we were speaking directly to the AFLPA and getting like answers from them in the AFL. They've always been in talks with the CBA and what's, what's going to be happening f- going forward. But it was more so the guys that were out of contract that we were voicing our concerns about and trying to figure out what was happening in terms of list sizes and all that kind of stuff going forward and, you know, players' payment. And a lot of scenarios get thrown up, but you don't really know anything until you see it in the paper. That, that's really what happens. And we start talking about internally. And but the AFLPA have been really, really good with us. Um, you know, we've got... A uh, pretty cu- couple of good delegates at a club, Mitch Robinson, uh, Hugh McCluggage of jumped course, on board. Yeah. So we lost Steph Martin, he went to the Bulldogs, but we got um, Hugh McCluggage on board and Daniel Rich has been very, very good for us. So it was more along the lines of the blokes that weren't in contract, what, what's going to happen with um, that. So even players like Grant Birchall, Reese Matheson got um, delisted, picked it back up on the rookie list mm. just to try and you know free that space up in terms of um, the, con- the players you can have on the primary list and the rookie mm. list and the category Bs and stuff that you have. So... Um, it was te- it wasn't testing times. It wasn't too stressful, but for the players that were a bit unsure, we needed some clarity around that, and we got it towards the end because I think the links, list size is around forty four now, which yeah. needs to be forty out or so, mm. plus some category Bs. We got a like, couple of Irish blokes coming down, so um, yeah, it's it's really good to to have the A for PA, and we always um, stick fat with them because they they've, they've got us in their best interests, and um, they listen to us, and you know. They're pretty much the voice of the players, so it was really good, really good in terms of that. Yeah. So, so now that now that the discussions have kind of landed where they are, is there yeah. at least some clarity and some certainty around, I suppose, player payments and obviously what the finances of the game look like going into twenty twenty one from a player's point of view? Yeah. Well, so we're still discussing the CBA. Like this happens all the time. You go back and forth. It's like doing your own negotiating contract. Like mm. you don't always meet meet at the you know the right number and stuff straight off the bat. So it's a process and. Um, we, we get told that, you know, we've got a certain amount of time before things start getting a bit heated and, um, you know, you kind of 
take the good with the bad at times, but if the players agree with it, we do like we run some polls and stuff within within internally within the all the players and competition and go from there. So um, at the moment, it seems like it's going to be um, you know it'd be, it'd be good for everyone involved. We might have to be lenient towards it to make sure we get more money back in the AFL, which we've always been um, you know, happy to do because you know we're, we're we're lucky to be playing this great game still and to mm. be getting games out. We, you know, we put our hands up to play more games for the AFL, all this kind of stuff. So whatever they come to us with, we're, we're usually you know, on board with it. So exciting times and it's also nerve-wracking times. So yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Now, I think that's, uh, I think that's us for, uh, for what uh, is... Um uh, I suppose, uh, like, I mean, we even put it up on Twitter, you know, there, there isn't much coming around at the moment in terms <laughs> no, of making news, but there are a couple of talking points that I wouldn't mind sort of just getting your thoughts on. Again, we, we'll try and, this isn't a segment, but we'll try and keep it under 30 seconds to try yep. and, I suppose, make sure that we are the people show. We don't shy away People's from... People's podcast, baby! You know, we don't shy away from tough conversations, so we yeah, make yeah, it yeah. known that, you know, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, to the best of where we can, we, we say what we can, but uh, there's a couple of um, uh, news articles that are, are probably doing the rounds, and, and one that dropped last week was there were... There, there is a statement that Hannah Mousy has issued, yeah. um, who obviously, as, as many would know, um, is uh, has been for, for some time trying to, to fight for, would you say, I don't think equal rights is probably the, the right word, but certainly trying to fight for her ability to play in, in yeah. her local league. Um, I know it's one that, that uh, again, we're not going to sort of comment too heavily on, but... I suppose from all parties, you can understand where there might be some frustration. Yeah, so she, from the article that I read today, she doesn't want to go down to the, the, the legal path, um, going to court and all that kind of stuff to try and get yeah. it overturned. Um, from what I read, she wants to play, um, be able to play Div 1 in the Canberra League. So she's allowed to play Div 2. So if people don't know, Hannah Mouncey is a transgender, mm. uh, male gone to female. Yes, yes, um, yes. Sorry, yeah. yeah, so she's she just wants to be able to participate in the Div 1 um, League. Um, she's made a known that she doesn't want to play AFLW at the highest level. She just wants to be able to compete with, um, you know, the local league in, in Canberra. So, um, obviously, there's always going to be discussions around that. People have kind of shied away from talking about it um, in in fear of backlash and all mm. kind of stuff. And um, in saying that, you know, I, I don't have too much of an opinion on it. Um, it's got nothing to do with me or anything like that. But in saying that, you, you do want a fair competition um, around a whole Australia. Um, mm. and, the, and the comments you're seeing are great on the on the post and all stuff. And which is pretty sad to see that, but I think it just comes down to, you know, the fairness of the competition and who's participating in it. Um, I don't know, there's so much going into it, like hormone levels, regular mm. testing, um, the strength, the stamina, the, the size of Hannah Mousy, who's 100 kilos and 198 centimetres tall. Like, there's so much that goes into it that I don't even have, been able to wrap my head around, like, mm. the legal battles she might be going down with. But I just think, like, in terms of, you know, I think... The size thing might be a bit um, hard for me to fathom at, at times. Um, you know, if, if my daughter's playing in the same league, which, you know, Charlie probably hopefully will one day be able to play mm. you know, AFLW and, and represent her father proudly, uh, proud. So um, that's the thing. Like, I know the around the country, the NRL, the, the uh, rugby league have... They've like, got a really interesting way. They've got, yeah. a, they've got an interesting way of doing their thing. So they have, like, um, some, some kids are um, heavier than others um, and very, like, growth spurts early so they have mm. well, weight sections weight um, mm. um well, weight, weight, weight yeah, divisions type weight thing divisions, if you can look at yeah. it that way so yeah. i don't know if you can go down that path i don't know if it's a, if, it, if that even ticks any of the boxes going down forward but i think it's a very very um touchy subject in terms of what what's a, what's fair and what's not fair so mm. um i know the afl had meetings with with hannah and her team um they've tried to find a solution there but in terms of it's just all around fairness and and keeping you know the the levels of Hannah um, fair with the competition mm. and the females playing in that in that regard. So 
I know it's a hard one to talk about because I don't want to go tread on any toes. I'm not a professional in that area. Yeah. It's just what I personally just you know I want the safety and the welfare of the players. You know everyone's got this you know, the fair competition going. Absolutely, and, and that's why we're, we're not trying to sit on the fence. It's just there's so no, many it's things. Hard. I just don't can't comprehend yeah. everything's going involved with us. So. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, hopefully, you know, at some stage there is going to be. A, uh, a resolution for I all think it's parties, just clarity you know? what you can mm. and, what, what can and can't do and um, you just got to look at the leagues across it's not just happening here with AFL it could mm. be happening in America everywhere and oh, um, yeah. I think we just we, we just saw some females um, punters and stuff happening in the NFL mm. or in the college over there which is like first for everything so mm. you don't know what's going to happen but um, it's it's, it's it's, it's always evolving and, yeah, I think it's just clarity that the, everyone's looking for. Absolutely. Now, good news for uh, Zach Merritt. He's, uh, he's yep. actually back in the Bombers yep. leadership group. Yes, he is. Now, I saw that yesterday, I think, mm. um, which is huge for him. Um, you know, it, it, would, it would take a bit of um, not respect. I don't think he lost any respect when he got, you know, denounced from the leadership group, but it would mm. take a bit of a kick in the gas and, and to come back from that. And obviously he's... As soon as that would have happened, he would have taken a bit of uh, pride in that and he said, look, that's not good enough and I, I'm not going to give him a reason to not put, vote me in. So he's obviously put a lot of work into that this year and um, tied up a few things and he's back in there and I'm sure he's going to have a great year. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Eddie Maguire actually uh, potentially called for the season to be started a little earlier. Oh, um, Eddie, yeah, he's, he's my yeah. best friend. I'm loving what he's talking about. I'll tell you what, but like it makes sense. You know, why yeah. wait for the colder months? You know, if you can get the season started earlier and try and get some, some games played on the off chance that yeah. there is a, another break, then at least you've, you know, you've got more games in the can. Well, but what, what would that coincide with? What's, what's, what's happening now in terms of sports? Well, I think the, I think the issue, well, the, 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 the feeling is, as we saw last year, when you go into the colder months and the winter months where obviously the, the, the likelihood of flu and the... Yeah. Um, the uh, oh, the, so I was still talking about COVID, are we? Yeah. Like, getting yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah okay, correct. Okay. To try and get more to more games yeah, um, yeah. In, on, on the off chance that there could be another stoppage. I mean, I, I could understand it, but again, I understood as well that last year was a very long year for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. uh, pre- everyone involved in the industry was yeah, yeah. pretty tired by the time the, uh, the grand final was over. So, um, look, it, it is an interesting debate. I know that the pre-season... Uh, tournament uh, is now getting revamped from the looks of things oh, because okay. of COVID, all well, the restrictions yep. around Western Australia and, and travel. Yep. So potentially dropping it down from two games to one yeah. is is the feeling and, and whether they're, I suppose, Brisbane Suns, Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, um, stay Port. locally. Um, so oh, there, there, is a, there is some movement on that front, but it'll be interesting to see where they land because it looks like the preseason tournament is going to get a bit of a shake up. Yeah, well, no one really goes into the preseason wanting to... You know, kill it or do anything mm. special. It's they don't about hand out the premiership medallions. No, in, they don't. So it's more about so just getting running the legs, playing against opposition, um, feeling that body contact again, um, just getting the GPS numbers up and making sure you because you can run as many laps as you want. As soon as you play that first game, you're blowing. You, know, you can't even blow candles out. That's how buggered you after the first ten minutes. So um, we 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 came back January fifth. We didn't start before Chrissy. We gave the you know, young legs a bit of a rest and. We did our program in the off season, like, and I was I touched on it before. There's like 16 of us running together all the time, so we've been pushing it. Um, we ran, a, I think, like 11, 12 boys ran a PB on Saturday with 3k time trial, which is huge for us. Gifts getting better, better every year. Um, so we, we're ready to, you know, ramp up our stuff. I think we start practice matches very soon, intra club wise, um, and going from there. So we, we know that uh, running illusions that the season can change in a, in a heartbeat. We've experienced it. Uh, we learn how to adapt with that. And as uh, as I was touching on, it's a team who. Um, is most ready for that type of scenario again, and, and, and it might happen. You know, who knows? We could mm. get to it and be like, it might be another break, and then you're done. Like, could be that yeah. again. So, we're under no illusions that nothing's safe around here. Um, but we're we're training our asses off, and we're getting ready for whatever comes. 
I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to it. There's only a few more weeks, obviously, until uh, you know footy starts to really ramp up. But I, I love. We should keep it like this. I love oh. having. I love having starting January because then you feel fresh. You don't work your ass off for eight weeks before mm. Christmas. Go away at Christmas break, eat all the food, and come back and then start again. So I love starting in January. We we only got like two blokes in rehab who have had ACL mm. issues and you know broken bone, whatever it is. Um, so we're we're fit and ready, and it feels like you can just train harder and know what you're training for instead of that big. Eight week block before Chrissy mm. just smacking yourself. So, hundred percent, love it. I think that's us. I think that's uh, yep. that's us for another week. Obviously, we have to give a shout out to Telstra. Yes, seven AFL. Seven AFL. You better uh, put some things out for it because uh, you've been a bit slack with that. Yeah, uh, shout yeah. out to Bede. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, shout out to Shua, all those guys have been really cool. We are getting a guest on. We're getting a new microphone next week, as I mentioned before. We're getting a guest on. I'm excited for that. Um, this has been Rip Through a Podcast, episode 41. Thank you, Sean and T, for coming up. We've always appreciate it, baby. Always. Always. Boom. Boom. We out. <laughs>